Welcome to the Unfocused Writer. I'm Christopher Robin. And I'm Christy Walter. And we're a couple of unfocused writers talking about life. Our show's evolved a bit, though, hasn't it, Chris? When we started, we were going to talk about writing. And then we realized that when we write, we are really just writing about life. What we have to say relates to many more people than just writers, because writers are really just storytellers. And we are all storytellers. I think that was pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. (laughs) This is weird. It's always weird. It is always weird. That's true. That's my second sip of coffee. Running a little slow. <laughs> That's all right. You feeling okay? How's your how's your head? My head's better. I'm still kind of in a funk, yeah. but so I'm gonna I'll put on my lively face. I have a runny nose again. It's it's. <laughs> it must be a morning Sunday thing. podcast time. Time for runny nose. Yeah. Good. Luckily, I have my old snot rag from last week here. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm getting a cough, too. Maybe I have the Waste COVID. Waste not, what not. Exactly. I made coffee before I came out. I'm in the shed because I just dropped the kids off in the house and, like, ran right up here. And <laughs> it's really cold. I'm not. I'm not real thrilled. <laughs> This is this is good I did radio. That on <laughs> um, how is the hockey game? So it was good. Now I ruined my snot rag. You should really throw it away now and get a brand new one. <laughs> the game was really good, surprisingly, but uh, they lost with two minutes left. So we had Lindsay Ray Brown on today. Little River Band on the show today. Liver, little River Band. I love Little River Band. She was great. <laughs> she was. I love having a humor she, writer on. She is. She's been one of my favorite humorists for a long time, and I think it's because of some of the things she said. It's um, she really learned to tap into that deep, kind of dark humor the the realistic stuff that comes from real life. Yeah. She said that's when her stories really started to do better is when she just really became open and vulnerable. Yeah. And that makes her and even I'm, more relatable. I love it. It's endlessly fascinating to me and counterintuitive to humanity that the most secret and vulnerable things about ourselves are the things that we have in common with everyone, but we don't talk about them. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she, and I haven't read as much recently as I have, but she's written stories. She had a whole series of stories about like strange times when her boob fell out or (laughs) the one I mentioned at the end about um, like clogging the toilet. I mean, it was, she has written some really funny stuff. We're going to have to link some of those um, in we the have show to put notes. The, I have to, I'll dig through the stuff and, and link some yeah. of her stories because she's got good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Those I need to the, go like, back the, and do some reading. The twisted, weird parts of life 
that she's uh, written about that are really great. Yeah. Yeah. We all can, Highly we all can enjoy. Yes. So that was fun. I think, uh, was- I think everyone will really enjoy this, this interview and um, have a good time. Visit us, visit us at the unfocusedwriter.com. We didn't even get that in the show, did we? That's ridiculous. No, we didn't. That's the first time we we haven't said it. Oh my God! Yes, for so for show notes and extras, for show notes and extras, visit theunfocusedwriter.com. 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 I'm off. I'm off my game today. <laughs> Maybe theunfocusedwriter.com. <laughs> theunfocusedwriter.com. Mm. Not feeling it. I, I, it sounded fine to me. Did it? Yeah. You okay, know what? Good. I'll accept you it. You remind me a little bit today of how I was feeling last week. Really? Yeah. You were 100% fine today, but you're not feeling like it. Yeah. It's funny how it works because it doesn't come <laughs> across. But I mean, since I know you, I can tell that you're, you know. Just having a little bit of an off day. Just an off day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It happens. It does happen. Sure. I didn't. I had, I woke up to an empty house. Ooh. It was I actually the... woke up to an empty house too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I still woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> That's because you knew you had to talk to me. Oh, no, never. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, everybody, enjoy Lindsay Ray Brown, a.k.a. Little River Band. A.k.a. LRB. LRB, coming at ya. <laughs> uh, hold on. Lindsay just sent me an email. Oh, okay. Uh, let me do this. And then I'll put it here. What color are your glasses? The blue. They're oh, okay. they're new. Um, I wasn't sure if you could see them. I tried to like crack this window in front of me so it doesn't look like I'm in so much of a cave. I couldn't tell if they were black or if they were blue. I just got I had my eye appointment last week, and first of all, I'm trying multifocal old lady contacts right wow. now. <laughs> I know, and I got. Well, I got new distance lenses put in my old glasses, and I got a new pair of glasses that are computer glasses on the top and reading glasses on the bottom. So they're bifocal computer reading glasses when I'm not wearing my bifocal contact lenses. Oh, there she is. (laughs) But my, but oh, but the point is my computer and reading glasses are, they look kind of like yours, but they're black. Can you guys hear me? No, yeah. can't hear me. Hi. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, oh my God, how cute yeah. are you? <laughs> okay, you guys yes, can't can. hear me right now, can you? Yeah. No. We can. I can't hear you, though. Uh, why can't I hear you? Um, uh-oh. I have no idea why I can't hear okay. you guys. Put the kids in here. Uh Hmm. Um, is the volume see. up? Is the 
This is the best part of the show. Uh, it really is. Shit, I really cannot hear you anything you guys are saying right okay, now. Okay, wait. Where, uh, uh, is, oh, I think is I got it. Volume. Up? Um, one. No. <laughs> Did oh, now she's muted. Connect to... Oh no! Now no, I muted myself. Yeah. Okay. Did you connect to audio? I did, but I think that it's supposed to be coming out of my microphone and it's not, and my microphone's plugged in. So I think that that's we the problem. I told you guys I was oh, terrible yeah. at technology. Um, okay. Let me see. Are you on you a can Mac hear me. Or... I'm rambling oh, it's, off. Uh, it's not really good. Uh, okay. It's PC. I'm so okay. sorry, you guys. Chris will have okay. to help uh, them. Okay. Let me see <laughs> oh, you can I got hear it. us. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, can yeah. you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. Oh, you this guys. is brilliant. It wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be a show if someone didn't screw up their computer settings. <laughs> I might start fucking with mine just to fit in. <laughs> 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 you're so adorable oh my god <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> where are you located um alberta canada oh exotic oh yes very exotic we just got like a foot of snow last night so not super exotic <laughs> i'm in the that. shed crying about yeah. it being cold but it's like sunny and 48 degrees <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, it's been so nice this last week. And then, um, yeah, I woke up and there was like a foot of snow. I was like, that's super fun. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, LRB, if you're already familiar with the show, so we kind of, she's one of our first we, fans. We do. <laughs> I know. I was so excited <laughs> about it. Like, I, I love podcasts though. Like, I, it's like one of my favorite. Well, you don't things, do yours so. anymore, do you? No, I uh, I gave up on. That. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> no, I really liked it, but I think like I was thinking about this earlier, and you guys totally did the right thing and by teaming up to do a podcast because mm. I was going at it alone, and it just gets like so hard to come up with ideas and stuff when you're just doing it like all by yourself. Even so, with your stories. It's hard to yeah. come up with ideas when you're together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was excited to have you on the show for a number of reasons. I've known you um, from Medium for a couple of years now, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. So for sure. you were one of my, my favorite humorists, and you have been for a long time. And then you kind of took some time off. You know, I know you've been dealing with some stuff and you you've already listened to the show enough to know that, you know, whatever you don't feel comfortable talking about, we just won't talk about it or Christy will edit it out. Um, But pretty much whatever, whatever comes to mind, um, because I I could speak for Christy and I in we've kind of gone through a lot since we've met through writing and through medium we've both gone through a whole lot of different mental health changes and addiction recovery and all mm-hmm. that stuff so if we want to talk about that kind of stuff we can because i know you've had some mental health stuff um 
I know yeah, you definitely. talk about your kids and you write about them a lot because those stories are fucking hilarious. <laughs> they don't like they it don't. so much. But <laughs> <laughs> how old are your kids? Uh, twelve and fourteen. Oh uh, yeah, I have yeah, a ten. So they're not that age that they're like, on please 11. don't write about me, mom. <laughs> my my daughter would be horrified, and I have a twenty. Well, he'll be almost twenty. Here we, Here we go. go again, He's making Chris. his weekly appearance, um, but he. He's always made this. it very clear. <laughs> don't write about me. And eventually I'm going to get a phone call that says, please stop talking. About I've gotten to the point with my kids that I have to ask them if I'm going to write a story specifically about them. Like they don't mind if I like just mention them. But if I am going to write a story specifically about something that they've done, I have to ask them and read them the story first before I put it out there. Cause they're like, this is too much mom. Like yeah. <laughs> you're getting too many readers now. We need to, you know, converse about this before you put well, it that's, out there. Like, One of my favorites <laughs> are the stories you do about showing them like movies from our past and how you do their mm-hmm. reactions to, to our favorite movies. Oh my God. Yeah. My direct yes, quotes those one. Yeah. That, that they've actually, those, that series has gone really well. So like I keep doing that and they actually like doing that because they like making fun of my, the video or the movies that I like. So they, they enjoy those ones. <laughs> What's been the best movie that you've shown them in their reactions? I think it was, <clears throat> I got like, as far as like the readership on the, um, like the article, the Princess Bride was a really yeah. big one. People like <laughs> loved watching their, or listening to their reactions from the Princess Bride. They were just like, because in the end, they ended up loving that movie. They just thought it was just absolutely fantastic, but they were kind of making fun of it throughout the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> so that one was good. And then Logan's Run was a really good one too. I think that was, I think Logan's Run was the first one that I did. And my husband and me love that movie. We watch it all the time. And then, yeah, we got the kids to watch it. And they're like, this is the most insane story I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. So my question is, when you're showing them the movie and you're watching it with them, are you now looking at it like through a different lens? Because you're looking at it like in a new way. Yeah, I can't definitely. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like, boy, this is go. they're gonna Especially really think like, this is bad. Yeah, like for, for lack of a better word, my kids are super woke, so they're like, oh, this is horrible. Like, what are you doing? How could you guys even I watched uh we watched the what was it? I think we tried watching the Breakfast Club with them. I was just gonna guess Breakfast Club. <laughs> And they were, they got 15 minutes in and they're like, this is, I can't even, my son just got up and walked away. He's like, absolutely not. This is, that principle is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that's I fair. think another thing that happens too, when you, when you watch those movies and you, you see it through their eyes, you can really, like you said, woke. I mean, they're just young. They have a totally different point of view. So they're going, totally. holy shit, this is, sexist and bigoted and homophobic and like everything and it's yeah i mean to us it feels like yesterday but it was 40 years ago that's exactly it don't say that (laughs) i know right like that what's wrong with you (laughs) i was in high school shut up (laughs) okay grandma let's get you to bed (laughs) i hate you 
<laughs> you called me stupid enough last week right. that I don't need to take it from you anymore. Well, you called me old several times. I didn't times, directly so... call you old. You don't have to directly do it to infer <laughs> it. All right. Youngin. Anyway. So, oh, so yeah, I wanted to know what podcasts are your favorite. Well, I haven't actually been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I'm trying to think of the one that I usually listen to. It's like a, oh, I can't think of the name of it You're just like me. I can never remember names and details. I bring them up on the show. Like, I like comedy podcasts is basically where... I'm at anything that's comedy, I will listen to kind of thing. Well, Sue, but, you write some yeah. of the funnier pieces that I read regularly. Um, where does, you know, do you, do you find that that comes from um, a lot of introspection and that, that, that deep, dark place? Yeah. You I and think I have so. talked I previously about, because I, I hadn't written in a while and I think I wrote a piece about, just not, I couldn't write humor. And when I got sober, I was like, mm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. Yeah. I don't know how to write funny. And you said something very encouraging to me. You were just like, uh, you know what? It'll come to you in a new way and you won't see it coming. Yeah. And that's how I find, like, I go through those stages too, where I'm like, I feel like I'm the most unfunny human being on the face of this planet. All And all it takes for me is like one shitty comment on one of my articles or something mm-hmm. someone saying like this is stupid what are you writing about blah 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 and I get so many comments like that so it can just take something like that and I'm like nope I'm done I don't want to write humor anymore and like I just and then I'll take a break for a couple weeks like I am not one of those writers that needs to write every day like I just don't I go through stages like I'll write 10 articles in a day and then I won't write for two weeks and then I'll write another 10 articles and I'll just kind of like schedule them to be published like so they're it looks like I'm writing every day but I'm not you know so I think that that I think as far as like humor goes and then sometimes I'll just write things that are not funny like I'll just write like memoir or whatever well you're one of those people I still try when you even when you write a non-humorous piece, your humor comes through in it. That's, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. Like, I think that it, I can't really write things that are super serious. It's like the dark humor comes out a couple years ago for the, do you remember that medium contest that there was? And there was like the four different subjects. It was like in 2020, I think, or 2021. And so I wrote one piece for that and it was about um an ex-boyfriend that tattooed tattoo tattooed me against my will it was awful like oh, it was he grabbed my leg and used a tattoo gun and tattooed me and it's like it was a traumatic thing but like there's so much dark humor that came through in that piece and people were saying like oh my god like for a 16 year old kid to get this done to her. And like, I'm killing myself laughing over this story. I feel so bad about laughing at this story. And I'm like, well, that was the whole point. You got to make it funny or else yeah. it's very traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, some of the yeah. best humor comes from a dark place, but you have exactly. to dig in there and find it. 
That's what I find with humor is that like you have to be completely truthful. And like one of the biggest things I learned with writing humor is that you can't let people feel sorry for you. As soon as that reader or your listener or whoever starts feeling sorry for the storyteller, that humor is like oh, dead yeah. in the water, right? It's not going to, mm -hmm. you can't laugh at someone you feel sorry for, right? So that's where the dark humor comes in and why it's important to be able to overcome the story. If you want it to be funny, it's important to not let that reader because feel feel sorry right. for you yeah yeah and that's tricky to do that's a challenge mm -hmm. so you have to be pretty gifted to be able to do that or you just have to go Definitely. to that dark place yeah well, you have exactly to be honest with, you that's have to be, what i find yeah you have to be really well, honest and that's, with yourself too. that's where cool. the mental health part of it comes in you know yeah and i know you've had your struggles all of all, all three of us here have had our issues so like last year i was feeling super down i had a bunch of family stuff going on and i was at the point where i was like waking up just like bawling i was feeling just so low and like i've always been the kind of person that can like usually get over it and like push forward do what i need to do but i was at that point where it was like there's no, the anxiety was so strong that, and then it was causing depression. And so I was just like, this is like, I have to get help. Like it was just, I was at rock bottom. So then I reached out to a local um, therapist and like, I've never been to therapy before. So I was so nervous about it. And like, that's part of my anxiety yeah. is that like, I have a hard time doing new things that I don't like even this call, I was like, I've never used Zoom before. Oh my gosh, like just totally stressed <laughs> out, like so stressed out about this call. And so, um, but I did it. I went and reached out to this therapist. And so then I went to therapy for like a full year. I just, I say I graduated therapy. That's what I've been telling everyone. <laughs> I graduated therapy. I didn't graduate therapy, <laughs> but I learned so many tools to deal with like the, the anxiety and the depression and stuff. My therapist, like the last couple sessions we had, she's like, we were just basically having coffee and just talking about everyday yeah. life. And she's like, Lindsay, I feel unethical continuing to take your right. money. <laughs> so I think we need to take a break now because you're doing good. You have these tools and stuff. So you're always welcome back if you like hit a low point again. That's but, how it works. You know, now... Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. great. And so, so to, to set your mind at ease, if this, if this uh, recording goes completely sideways, we just won't air it. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was one of my, that was one of my worries. I'm like, what if it's so bad that they don't no, even air so, it? <laughs> so we'll just, and we'll just make yeah. fun of you. Right. We, we have our I own want. tools. I want everyone to make fun of me. <laughs> that's my well, safe place is when people are making fun of me all we really want to do for this is just talk to people we just want to have a bullshitting yeah. session that's kind of all it is Definitely. we don't really have any expectations about a result so even if it goes sideways we don't you know we don't uh publish it if it goes great we air it who cares yeah. we don't care exactly. yeah we our no. show our show's evolved a little bit. We, you know, we started out with having set topics. Yeah. And now it's, we go in and we have a conversation with totally. our guests and the topic comes out of that. 
that's you know? kind of what, like so I was I, I've been binge or binge listening to the podcast the last couple of days because I had missed <laughs> yeah a few weeks of it so I was like and I kind of noticed that that it's like so much more like unstructured than it was in the beginning which is <laughs> but that's kind of nice though that like put me at ease right because yeah. I was like oh it is just like a conversation it's not mm -hmm. Yeah, we had any, to let like, go, you know, hard and fast. We rules. had to let go of all those expectations because it's it's it only works if it's organic and just the two of us bullshitting. That's the stuff that I want to listen to. Yeah, yeah me too. I totally agree with that. We didn't want to lose having fun. Yeah. Christy, right before either. you go on, on Christy was blowing her air, blowing her nose on the air. So <laughs> you totally missed it. Like loudly. She was that like, was oh, here's my tissue from last week. <laughs> I was doing oh, it to I make him it. laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That reminds me because, Lindsay, when you were doing your show and you were doing the um, the tongue twister warm-ups, that was my favorite oh, part my of the God. show. Your stories were great, but, you know, the tongue twisters were my favorite part. It was so much fun. People, that was the main feedback that I got. They were like the tongue twisters and then the bloopers at the end. That was the best part of the show. And I was like, the show is about me reading my stories, but okay. Right. Well, people have told us in the last few weeks that their favorite part is when we're screwing things up. And yeah. that, it reminds me of like back in the day, if you remember like Everybody's favorite Saturday Night Live skits and everybody's favorite Johnny Carson bits were the one that you could tell they were barely fucking holding it together. Yeah, that was yeah. the best. No, and that's it's it's so true. And I think that like what you said earlier, you just want that organic feeling. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly what you get, you know, and that's what I kind of found, too, when I was like reading my stories. It was too yeah, it was just too like uh, yeah. structured, right? So I just started kind of telling the stories instead, and I think that ended up being a little bit better rather yeah. than reading them straight from so the screen. Speaking you know? of stories, what is this mess about you getting locked in a trunk? <laughs> I just I know, that and one. I didn't read it yet. You're on top of things, Chris. Holy! <laughs> hey, I want you to know I'm one of your subscribers, so I get notified. I don't read them. <laughs> no, right? He doesn't I read me for everyone. <laughs> um, so when I was like probably 15, I was partying out at um like a field party. It was in an area we called Lovers Lane, and uh there was a big bonfire and like probably 50 kids. And then I waddled off to go pee somewhere in the field and I fell down a pit. Like there was just this huge pit in the ground, fell down there. I was stuck. It was February. So it was like so cold and I was stuck in there for a while. And, um, finally my friends came and rescued me and then we were all getting ready to go back to town and there wasn't enough like DDs and cars for um, all of us to get back. And rather than waiting out in the cold for even longer, I was like, how about I ride in the trunk? And everyone was like, that's a fantastic idea. Of course oh, you should ride the in the trunk. So me and this other girl get thrown into the trunk 
<clears throat> and yeah, we rode all the way back to town. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, Like, <laughs> if my kids, if I knew my kids were driving around on the highway in a oh my trunk, God. I would lose it. <laughs> so scary to think about the whole reason that story came up was because my son just got his learner's license and so i'm like it's coming it's it's starting now (laughs) in case you missed the headline it's called remembrances of all the times i was roughly shoved into the trunk of a car and then the first line is calm down Um, it was only a couple of times (laughs) <laughs> she sounds like my high school twin and we also had a lover's lane where we had bonfire drinking fests with 50 yeah. kids and peeing in the field and all that we would have been the best of friends right yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's just so it's so weird to think about like all the stupid shit we lived on a lake so um There'd be times where I'd just be like at the pier hanging out and we'd just ask random old men for boat rides. So we didn't even know. And I'm like, and it just gives me so much stress now. And if I think about my kids doing something so stupid like that, but yeah, I guess that's life. We've we've talked about that a bunch on the show because it seems like Christy, everyone we talk to, we we're all kind of of the same age and we're all going, how the fuck did we survive all these years, how did we survive? Like, I I have a picture of my wife. You know how like they they had the SIDS thing and all that stuff, um, and all the warnings in cribs, and you can't put all this stuff in the cribs. I have a picture of my wife in her death trap crib with like all this bullshit in there. I'm like, I don't know how you survived. I mean, per today's standards, you right? should have been killed. exactly it too i know i remember my mom and my mother-in-law being like i was so paranoid when the kids were babies like oh no they can't be put to sleep on their stomach or whatever it is i don't i don't even know now you forget (laughs) that i was so paranoid when i was a new mom and they were like they're they're fine it's fine yeah (laughs) and here's how it goes number number one child i bought one of those like super sensitive pads that you put under the mattress that can tell if the baby is breathing. I mean, it was a thing and it it worked too, because as long as there was like the slightest amount of movement, the thing was fine. And if she would roll off the thing or whatever, it would, it would go off and we'd have to go check. Number two son was like, okay, we're going to put a mattress in the corner on the floor. And He's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so true. I know I was so protective over Lars. And then Sophie came along two years later. And one time I was rocking her in the middle of the night in the rocking chair. And I was like about to fall asleep. Yeah, I was breastfeeding then. So that's why I was in the rocking chair. And then I woke yeah. up in like two hours later. And She's on the floor. (laughs) She slid down me. She's on the floor. I wake up and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Oops. That's good. (laughs) I was going to ask a question, but I lost it. I just kept picturing Uh. your daughter oozing down out of your lap as you like passed out and drooled (laughs) on yourself. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. That's Where's a pretty my funny boob hanging out. That's another time my boobs been out. Oh, yes. my... <laughs> That's right. You had a whole series of stories about weird times that your boob came out. Yeah. That's I forgot a big about one that. for me. I got like I had like eighty thousand views on that first boob Again, <laughs> this goes back to the sick fucks on the internet just want to read about sex <laughs> and boobs and writing money and stuff it's so true and they're probably so disappointed when they click yeah. on that article <laughs> and they're like oh this isn't what i wanted to read <laughs> yeah but those are the best stories who cares <laughs> um I had another question. I fucking lost it. Why don't you write these questions they, they down? They come Chris. to me like when we're talking, and uh, but I'm so easily distracted that like it's gone before I can bring it up. Have like a notebook and a piece of paper and just be like. I have a notebook and a piece of paper right here, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> I have seventeen notebooks right here. <laughs> But I, we have talked about writing more probably with this episode than we have for a long time. What do you yeah. like to do, LRB? You know what? I'll explain why I call you LRB. Because you... They're her initials. Yeah, but, um, but <laughs> the first time I saw her write it, I was like, "That's those are the initials for the Little River Band. Because I've heard the Little River Band <laughs> oh, called are. LRB before. I think it's in that... I've never heard them referred to I as that. It might be in the movie The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg and Will Will Ferrell. Okay. Where they're like going uh, on a police chase and Mark Wahlberg is like, you gotta put some put some like go fuck 'em up police music on and he puts in Little River Band. <laughs> He's like rocking out to reminiscing <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, I think it might be that movie. They called them LRB. And then so I told Lindsay that she was Little River Band. But yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask you. And then for a while there, I was referring to myself as Little River Band. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like our little inside joke. I might make the yeah. title. Oh, yeah, you should do it. We have we have Little River Band on the I show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so what what do you enjoy doing outside of writing and parenting? Um, well, Bumping I, I fucking hate, I hate so. interview questions, by the way. I'm sorry to do that. But I have to give us some play, like a jumping off point. <laughs> I, I like to bake. So my husband and I used to own a sandwich shop. Ooh. And that was a couple years ago. Well, it was like we closed it down like six months before COVID hit. So that was kind of lucky oh, yeah. that we yeah, that didn't was have time. to try and struggle through COVID with it. But um, yeah, so, and then like, I was a terrible cook and bake before baker before we um, opened that, but my husband's a red sale chef. So he kind of taught me how to do all of the baking oh, and nice. stuff. So I do a lot of baking and like, bread baking and stuff like that so yeah that's fun and I honestly I don't really do much <laughs> I have lived such a boring life I'm like 
I write a lot, like even though I don't publish very often, sometimes I'm always writing, like I like to write. So yeah. And then other than that, it's just basically work and what do you do for work? If you don't mind me asking. I work in a, um, at an event rental company. And so I'm, yeah, in the laundry department. So I think you've written stories about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I joke a lot about cleaning shmaggy sheets because we work because <laughs> we do like bed and breakfast stuff. So, or like we work with the bed and breakfast. So all of the, yeah, the uh, sheets, they're, they're something else sometimes. Sheets. I'm like, that's too crusty for human. Uh, I don't like that. Maybe at that's all. the title of the episode, uh. Christy. <laughs> LRB <sheets>. and Crusty <laughs> Sheets. Maggie. <laughs> okay but you, we don't have to talk about that lrb tells us about her crusty sheets <laughs> we could make it a very clickbaity title just lrb's boobs come out in the crusty sheets and uh whatever else comes to I mind think that, yeah you should make it a clickbaity title because that's what i'm known for is my clickbait title your titles are good though. people have gotten mad at me before about how clickbaity my titles are. And I'm like, yeah, but it has to do with that. So like, it's not well, really clickbait. Yeah. And you're, right. you're enjoying There's the There's a article. fine line because you can make the title exactly what the story is about. And it sounds clickbaity, but it's really not. Like, that's what it's about. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I, that's my argument as I well. See, so, that's what I need help with. I can't get over how many people <laughs> struggle. more clickbaity? Christy, your titles are can be bad. I'm bad at titles. Yeah, I know. I, I don't mean you. to give you shit, but it's totally like it's not just you. It's like everyone. I know, and and I'm great at coaching other people about that, but I'm horrible at it myself. You know what I mean? I am the basketball p- coach who can't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I suck at my own titles, and so sometimes I'll have to go to Chris and say, "Help me." Okay, I have a question <laughs> because of what I did last night. Uh, Lindsay, are you a hockey fan? Okay. No. Your kids play? I'm not a sports person at all. Don't your don't your kids What's play that? or something? Way to generalize Canadians. <laughs> I was thinking the same hey, thing. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Stereotypes can be a real time saver. <laughs> no, I b- remember reading a piece maybe a couple of years ago that you had met RPAD somewhere i did what it was another time i was so nervous well that's what i remember (laughs) about the article like you you were uh you wrote it and about how nervous you were to meet a fellow writer and how awkward (laughs) the encounter was i was so awkward okay is like the least awkward person and he listens to the show Yeah, he's so, like, outgoing and, like, kind and stuff. And, like, we had been talking for, like, a year before that, like, just helping each other with, like, articles and stuff. Okay, so his kid was in um, town playing hockey or something, right? Okay. It was was his kid. Yeah, it was his daughter that was in town for um, a hockey tournament. And, like, so, yeah, we met at the arena, and it was just, like, oh, my gosh, so awkward. I was just, like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
weird. I, I made my kids. I made my kids come with me, and they're like, "You're meeting a stranger off the internet, and you're gonna make us come with you, you psycho." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. You know what, though, I I would have totally been the same way. I still don't. I don't think I've met anyone, any fellow writers in person yet. I don't. I don't think. Do you think you'd be weird if you met me? So I think about that uh, once in a while. I'm like, okay, because I anticipate that at some point we'll have a writing thing or a podcast reunion or some shit. You know, I don't know. And then I was like, I wonder how we'll act. We've never actually met, but we've been really close for like a year. So we'll probably be weird. (laughs) For the first like two minutes. And then I think... One of us would break the ice with with uh, an insult, maybe. But I've had, and then I think it'd I've, be I've fine. also had moments of like, because we've we've been so close for so long. Like I've actually thought that I might like cry when I actually get to meet you. Oh God! And then yeah. I'll make fun of you. <laughs> See, that would yeah. do it. You pussy! I have a really hard time when men cry. <laughs> See, now That's I'm being very sexist. sexist. <laughs> I know it is. I'm just being honest. It's like putting a puzzle together. (laughs) Oh, we were working on a puzzle last night. Oh, did you do that when you got home? We did. Such a sweet date. Go to the hockey game. Come home. It was a sweet date. We went. Did you take her to Hooters? We didn't go to fucking Hooters. What are you guys even talking? Now I want to know what's happening. Okay. Chris, is, Chris had a big date last night with his wife. Big, yeah, we had we had date night. No, Jesus Christ. Okay, there's there's always a backstory. Uh, so so uh, we went to the Penguin game, and it was an afternoon game. It was like three o'clock or something like that. So the game was over at like six. So we decided to go. We plan. We went to a place called El Diablo, which uh, stands for the, the Diablo. <laughs> the um, Diablo. <laughs> it stands for the, and it was it was pretty good. And then uh, it was a really nice. It was a good game. They lost, but it was a good game. And then we wait, had wait. dinner. And then we went eat? home and went. I had I need details. Um, I had um, tacos, steak tacos. Boring. What did she have? <laughs> she had. What the, what is that sandwich called with uh she called it like a leftover sandwich. It had like ham and what the mustard and pickles on it and it was grilled. Well that so sounds I, like some northeast Mexican food right there. Well, it's like leftovers. Hold on. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking look up the menu right now because I don't want to hear it from you. I don't anymore. know what the hell you're talking about. Beef <sighs> tacos and was it in like okay, a Dorito wait. shell? Lindsay is a budding foodie. Yeah. Maybe she knows what it is. Beef taco is interesting. Yeah, right? Like a, <laughs> a hamburger taco. <laughs> okay. And no, it was it wasn't Oh, it you was, said uh, steak. It's interesting, right? They're actually pretty good. They had some like raw jalapenos on there. It was pretty hot. Yeah, that sounds pretty hot. But then she had hold on. I'm looking it up. Um Does this bill itself oh. as a Mexican restaurant? 
No, it was the Havana. Okay. Oh, okay. Old, old pork with ham. Well, that makes more sense. pickles, American <laughs> cheese, yellow mustard on grilled sourdough. Oh, that sounds good. It was, it was a pretty Cuban good. restaurant, yeah? Um, Ish? Cuban American? The Diablo, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If I don't it's know. Cuban. I'm going to not make fun of you anymore. You're such an ass. Okay, You're so, so you eat me. dinner, and then what? You told me to take her out to a romantic evening. I did. Okay, so then what? But she she did it all. <laughs> she bought the hockey tickets. She drove. She picked the <laughs> restaurant. And then she picked the puzzle that we worked on when we got she home. She probably didn't want to leave it up to the dumbass. <laughs> you know what? That's true. I'm quite indecisive. <laughs> Like, That's I, how I am, is... too, though. When me and my husband go on date night, I'm like, this is part of the date is that you have to choose everything. I don't want to have to choose. Okay. No, I hate that. But here's the question. Right? Like, do you get mad if he doesn't choose right? And he takes you no, to Hooters? No, I don't. Yeah. Because I literally just don't want to make the decision. And he's pretty good at, at picking good places to to go. So I'm like... Yeah. Ah, no decisions. That so my right. husband's a railroader, and so he's like never home. So I have to literally make all of the decisions all of the time. So it's like a little vacation for me to not have to decide things. That's, I love that. Right. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of nice, I feel, but I never get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, to be fair, um, when when we do most of the time when we do date nights, it's something that like we've talked about. So there really yeah. aren't decisions to make. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm easygoing. I really don't care what we do, especially when she's like, "Let's go to the Penguin game," and I'm like, "I guess, you know." Oh, yeah. <laughs> twist my arm. So, yeah. what was the puzzle of? So now for Christmas, I got her like two or three different puzzles, and there's a company called the Magic Puzzle Company that that does really interesting puzzles. Like, you put a thousand piece puzzle together. And then it shifts, like you take chunks of it and slide it up and slide it out of the way. And then there's like oh, this middle cool. part. It's really cool. And they're not any more expensive than regular puzzles, but uh, hmm. they're built by artists. So the, the pictures are very artistic and fun. There's like little little Easter eggs in the puzzles themselves. They're kind of a lot of fun to do. So you like put okay. music on and do your puzzle and talk about what little shits your kids are and stuff like that? No. In this case, last <laughs> night, we did none of those things, and oh. we didn't even do one of the magic puzzle puzzles. Oh. <laughs> well, why are you I just wanted to talk it? about the magic puzzle puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we did a Star Wars puzzle, and we didn't do it. It was like... Uh, the, the Ravensburger puzzles, they're like yeah. good quality puzzles. Um, this one is fucking hard. It's like a scene in space with the Death Star blowing up and stuff. It's it was a lot more challenging than we uh, that we anticipated. And while we were doing doing that, we put on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Have oh, you seen it? Movie. Yeah, yeah. I I think I watched it a, like a long time ago. Like it's an older movie, isn't it? It came out in 2019. Yeah, yeah when it yeah. And they won all kind of awards, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah. But as much as I like Tarantino's work, I mean, I thought there was some, like a whole lot of space in the movie where I was kind of glad we were doing a puzzle because there was nothing, (laughs) nothing happening. 
I watched a movie like that recently and now I can't remember what it was. I started watching The Power. Have you seen that on Amazon Prime? Or it's like, yeah, it's Is it a show? Crazy. Yeah, it's a show. And it's about all these girls, um, like all these teenage girls get like grow like an extra organ in their collarbone, and then they can like make like electricity come from their hands, and so then they the become the stronger sex, like women become the stronger what? sex. And then men are just like terrified of women. It's really weird. <laughs> it sounds kind of cool. Is it sci-fi yeah. or comedy or what? Yeah, it's like sci-fi. Okay. Well, you know what I saw? That, oh. What? I, I saw that this is an unpopular um, opinion, is everything everywhere all at once. And I, I love that. did not really, was not very wowed by it, put it that way. Maybe your expectations were too yet. high. They may have been. I, I mean, mean, because everyone, it, it was just like up in everyone's face. It it was, and maybe it's the kind of thing where you have to watch it a second time. I mean, it was okay. It was good, but I was not like, yeah, this is the movie of the year. Oh uh, no, I don't. I don't think it was the movie of the year. But I did really like the um. Oh, what was that scene? The um. It was the. Uh, the the um butt plug fight scene. Oh my god! Now that was I the need best to scene. see this movie. You have to see. There's <laughs> yeah, hot dog River fingers. Band seen it. There's hot a butt dog fingers. Plug. I liked them. <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis was really good. She was amazing. I thought her her award was well deserved. Yeah. She's always yes. amazing. In There's a butt plug fight scene that's worth like it's worth I... seeing the whole movie for. Yeah, I have to go watch it now. <laughs> yeah. And how did it start? Like she had she had the butt plug as in like it was an IRS award yes. sitting on her desk. Yeah. Yes, it's brilliant. But yeah, it's okay that you like don't like it. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own, own opinions, I guess. <laughs> but here's a good one. We started watching um I like shows with relatively simple ideas that kind of stick in your craw for a while. Mm -hmm. And we started watching, uh, hold on. I have to figure out what the fuck it's called. Um, cause like it, it doesn't, it's not a, the title doesn't. Help. Is it a TV show? Yeah. It's on, um, we tend to Apple watch the same Plus. ones a lot. Um, let me. I got to look up because I can't remember what it's called at all. See, this is the shit that we'll edit out. No, we won't. Christy, yeah, Christy doesn't edit anything out that I think she will. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that it's all in there. It's so funny because even when we begin the episodes, what the fuck is this called? Hold on. I oh, my God, get look. on with it. What's it about? Yeah. Maybe okay. So this, there's this <laughs> town in the middle of the States or something like that. And, um, this machine shows up at a convenience store and it's a machine that supposedly reveals someone's true potential. Hmm, no one knows where yeah. the machine, machine came from. It just shows up. People, you go into this little booth 
type in your stuff and it spits out a card with like a one to two word description of your life potential. That's really cool. Yeah. It's it's a really cool premise because then they're like, we've only watched, I think they've only released maybe two episodes. Where uh, did you watch it on Netflix? I, I keep trying to remember. It might be Apple plus. I can't, mm. I can't remember. Um, Is there anyone in it that we would know? Uh, I think it's kind of like B movie actors. Like, oh. it Those sounds are sometimes shitty. the best ones, though. I, yeah. yeah, but aside from what they do with it, I love the premise. Like, so it's all about what happens to this little town because people start going and finding out their true life potential, and they start changing their lives based on what this mystery That's machine crazy. says their potential is. And I, I find that fascinating because like the one woman's card spits out like royalty and she's just a regular woman in a small town. And all of a sudden her card says royalties and she starts acting like it. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. if, you could, if you could know your life path or potential or destiny, you know, would you change anything? I would. If some machine, if some mysterious machine was like, LRB, you are destined for great things, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> that is yeah. exactly what I've been thinking this whole time. Thank you for telling me this machine. <laughs> I'm already royalty. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> A royal pain in your ass. Yeah. Well, then what happens to I don't want to spoil this for anybody that wants to watch this show, but she is married to uh, this guy who's just a teacher. And he goes and he gets his card and it just says teacher. So he's like 40 years old and he's already reached his life potential. So what the fuck do you do now? So, like, don't you think, though, that that's actually kind of nice that he chose what he wanted to do and that was what he was supposed to do and he kind of, like, fulfilled his, you know? Like, that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but what do you do when you've reached your life potential at 40? Yeah. Now what? Yeah, that's crazy. There's a, there's a, we talked about it a couple of times, Christy, about the guy that writes about, um, or the the TED Talk guy, mm-hmm. Dan Gilbert, who talks about how much change will actually happen to us in the future, and if if we if we know, will that change anything? But we mm-hmm. can't possibly know. I don't. I know. think I'm stuck like on this. Lindsay is saying, if you know that you've reached your potential, what that does is it makes you stop wondering what if. What if you've yeah. taken a different path? Could you have been more? Hmm. Is this what I'm supposed to do? It eliminates those questions. So you Well, can... and I guess then at that point, you're like, I'm going to be the best dang teacher yeah. this world has ever seen because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, like, and, I know. Yes, that's kind of taking the ball and running with it. Okay, so just because it says teacher, that doesn't pigeonhole you like what can you teach yeah what kind of teacher right teacher because we're we're talking about being writers you know Mm -hmm. writing has 
a million different outcomes. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean teacher in a school, right? It could be a teacher of a life lesson, teacher of, I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, looking too deeply into it. Yeah, maybe the goal then is just to like be a teacher to everything for any kind of knowledge they have. They want to lend that to the next person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it just makes them like the best person ever. Yeah, maybe you there's a bigger, a bigger calling to it. Yeah. Well, then there's a priest, uh, a Ooh. priest in the show who goes to the machine reluctantly. He waits till like everybody else is gone. There's a priest that goes in and it spits out father. And he's oh. like losing his shit because it he says father. It means... I assume, I mean, that was the end of the last episode they aired. So I assume he thinks it means actual father to an actual child. So he's like losing his shit. Oh, yeah. I guess I would but too if I was mean, a priest. And... <laughs> but it could mean a father. Right. As in a priest father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why it's an interesting premise. It could go any way. See, now I have to watch this. Yeah, that's so neat. But I don't think I get the same Netflix as you guys because there's, I think it was like the last episode or last couple episodes that you you guys had mentioned shows that you watch on Netflix. And I'm like, I've never seen those shows on Netflix before or movies or whatever. And I think there is like an American and Canadian Netflix. That's kind of depressing. It's so depressing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, she probably only gets to watch Cheech and Chong, right, Chris? Wait, that's Mexican, you ass. No, it's not, you ass. Cheech and Chong is Mexican. They're from Canada, you ass. I don't even know. They're Mexican-Americans. No, but they're from Canada. He sings a song. You might be right. But he sings a song. He goes, Mexican-American. Don't like to get up early in the morning. So they have to, but they do it real slow. Maybe I'm thinking of Bob and Doug McKenzie. You're thinking about... Yeah, Yeah, you're thinking about... uh, What's the other one? Yeah, that one. Bob and Doug. The the Canadian... What what one is that? (laughs) Oh, shit, I can't think of the name of it. But I think Cheech and Jung are Canadian, too, aren't they? Not like oh I know they're I Mexican, know this, but I have no but, idea. <laughs> I thought it was like a Canadian show. Please, audience, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Wait, Christy, pause the recording so we can get our facts straight. <laughs> we'll come right back. Oh, we can do a fact uh, check later. <laughs> no, we won't. Get out of here. We won't do it. We say nah. we're going to do it. We don't do it. Nah. That's a shame about the uh, the different different programming up there for you northerners we used to be able to hack in and get american netflix like you just hacked into your netflix like system oh yeah but i don't think they let you do or like you can't i i don't know i don't think we can do it anymore so they locked it all down so you don't get like the american academy awards movies as soon as we do like that stuff no, I think that it's all like different timing. Like it comes out at mm-hmm. different times and stuff. So, do you do you live near where you grew up? Did you grow up up there? Yeah, and I live about four hours away from where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, we moved when we opened up our sandwich shop. We moved, um, yeah, away from our hometown because it it was just like a little tourist town that I grew up in, and it wasn't a very good 
place to start a business up. So yeah, we moved to a bigger city. There, you're. Uh, you have family nearby. No, all of our family, like both of our families, are back in um, Sylvan Lake. So it's yeah, we're I'm like sure four that's hours got its away. ups and downs. It was tough for sure, especially when the kids were little. Like we didn't have any like childcare help or anything. So like yeah. our kids were tiny and like just with us at the restaurant every day, helping us like sling sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> you were like a real life Bob's Burgers. Yeah, we were. That's. <laughs> One year we dressed up as Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cute. We need a picture for the show notes. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, I can send you a picture for sure. It's yeah, that'd be cool. pretty funny. Me what, as Linda Belcher. <laughs> what was the name of your shop? Uh, the Hot Wire Panini. Ooh. Yeah, so we did like press sandwiches and stuff. It was It was so fun while we were doing it, but it was just like... It was a tough time, like with the kids being so little and like we didn't really have the startup funds to like actually get it going. So we it ran. We we had it for three years, but then we just found it was just too difficult to keep going with it. So, yeah. yeah. You knew what was going to I'm not using a turn signal, by the way. I'm just I'm I'm still stuck on the whole machine that tells you your potential thing. <laughs> So there was a book that I didn't read years ago that I wanted to. It was called The Machine of Death. Mm-hmm. And I think the premise was, you know, you know how you're going to die, but not when or something like that. Ooh, yeah. like you can that would be awful. I forget what it is. Like you, I can't remember, but it just makes me think about the potential or knowing the future. I think. That would be the worst case scenario, because if you knew you were going to get hit by a vehicle, it would stop you from doing so many things in your yeah. life. Yeah. Or if you knew you were going to die from a car crash, you'd literally never get into a car again. Yeah. yeah. So that seems like like my worst nightmare, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Especially for those of us, those of us with anxiety. Yeah, man. Like, that's exactly it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm like, looking up. I just wanted to look this up. The Machine of Death. Okay. All of the stories featured in Machine of Death center around a device which, when provided with a blood sample, can identify the way a person will die. The machine relays this information by printing a short word or phrase which serves as the title of each short story for each story on a small card. This fucking sounds like the show I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the machine is never wrong, but often vague or cryptic. Okay. I'm done. Sounds like Sorry. somebody got ripped off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But death instead of potential, somebody just changed it a little bit. Just, just enough. But see, I've been thinking a lot about that. And us as creators, we're no doubt influenced by all other creators, creators that came before us. Mm-hmm. I was just so, going to say that same thing. Like we all steal ideas like or borrow ideas from other writers and other creators, right? Like that's just that's I think, how anyone generates ideas. I think you have to. I mean, idea like they're not you're not in a vacuum. So 
ideas have to cascade. I think that's what they are. Well, and I think that's what makes a good creator or a good writer is that you make it your own. You find those ideas and they interest you and then you put your own spin on it. So it has your voice and your ideas like you put your own yourself into it. Right. Right. You kind of have to. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I've recently taken up in my sobriety. I've looked for other outlets, you know, during my recovery and I'm painting and drawing and this other stuff. Well, and it's really, it's kind of a challenge to look for ideas and not try to steal them. But even if you wanted to, you couldn't, you couldn't produce other work without your own uh, style. Yeah, definitely. That's Do you exactly. have any other creative pursuits other than writing? Um, no, not really. Like, I just, I'm at my heart, I am a storyteller. I just yeah. like telling stories. Like, when I was doing the social media thing, like, I've been off social media for a couple months now. Um, you had a moment, again, my, right? You just blew it up. Yeah, my mental health just was, I couldn't handle all, like, the negativity on Facebook and stuff. And it was just getting to be way too much for me and I was like well I should just do something about this I don't need to be on Facebook I don't need to be on TikTok and these like negative comments and stuff they're just not doing anything for me so why not get rid of it with Facebook I just deactivated it so I'll probably go back to Facebook like eventually I just needed to give myself like a little bit of breathing time and space um but TikTok I just totally deleted but that's what I was going to say though like I really like doing TikTok because I like just telling stories and like making people laugh and stuff you know so I don't know I might go back to it but I just maybe you'll maybe you'll be able to do it with kind of a different a different lens that's kind of what I'm Mm -hmm. hoping after like a little bit of a break then I can go back and like not be so worried about the stats and not be so worried about how many views it got or like what people are saying just to do it for the sake of doing it because it makes me happy, you know, because that's what the whole point is. Right. I think you guys have mentioned this on a previous. Mm -hmm. I think we may have mentioned this on every episode because every, (laughs) every person we have on that we're talking about different creative things. You really, we all get to that point in a different place where you have to stop worrying about the results and just do it for the sake of creation. Exactly. But it's hard to do that when you're just faced with a constant barrage of comparisons and competition and attention and noise. It's just fucking noise. That's that's exactly what it is. It's just so much noise. And I find that with like medium, it doesn't seem so bad because I know I have the audience on medium and I know people will read it because like, Yes, I love writing, but I also love knowing that someone's one person at least is going to read that story. Like, I don't really want to write the story and not have one single person read it, you know, like it just that's I have a whole file of stuff that no one will ever read, you know, but like, I don't want I want to know someone's going to read it. And so on medium, I don't really worry too much about the stats and stuff. Cause I know I'm getting the readership there, but when it came to like doing stories and stuff on TikTok and Instagram, I'm like, is like, is anyone even watching it? And nobody was. Right. So it's hard to like, not worry about the stats when you know right. that no one's watching it. You have That's no audience. Right. 
that's a brutal reality check sometimes. Yeah. So like, and then it comes like, is it even worth doing? Right? Like, why right. am I wasting so much time and energy doing this if no one's gonna watch it? You right. know. I've had I've had times on Medium where I feel that way, just paltry results for something that I really kind of poured yeah. my heart into. And I don't I don't I don't care now, but I think at one point I did. And that would just yeah. it was kind of soul crushing. You're like, why am I oh, totally. why do I care? It is soul crushing. Like it's because it, like that's the hard thing with art. Like we're we do put our like whole heart and soul into these pieces that we're doing, even if they are just humor pieces and stuff, you're still working so hard on it. And it's like, you're pouring yourself into it. And then like for like one person or two people to, to read it, you're like, ouch. (laughs) Yes. And even those few people you're like, thank you. But I really wanted to get this message out to like a lot more people. Right. That's exactly it. Our pad actually sent me an article a couple of weeks ago from um, a guy named, do you know who Buddy Got is? He was Pierce McIntyre. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pierce McIntyre, that was his, um, his, uh, his. Like uh, pen name? name? Yeah, pen name. Um, he just recently adopted his like real name. Anyway, he wrote this really nice article about a book by Rick Rubin called The Creative Act. And if you okay. haven't heard of this book, you as a creator might want to check it out. I just talked about yeah, it last will. week. <laughs> but um, Arpad and Buddy both recommended the audiobook. I think they did. But I got the audiobook. And the, the thing reads like a meditation on just being a creator and creating for the sake of it. Oh, that's cool. I love it's, that. It's very inspiring and it kind of takes all the pressure off and it just says, all you really have to do is figure out how to open yourself up and yeah. you'll, it'll just come to you. The ideas are basically free floating if you put yourself in a position to catch them. And I just found a lot of comfort in that because those totally. of us that are just pushing and pushing and pushing all the time, we don't need to be. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I totally agree with that. It's so true. And like, I think that like readers can kind of catch on to that too. If you're too like thirsty for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> thirsty. <They're> like, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it, right? <laughs> like yeah. I find when I'm like, just like cool and laid back about it. And I'm like, whatever, man. People are like, oh yeah, I want to read her. Whereas yeah. like, when I'm like, come on, I'll read yeah. me, you know? Like, I, I think it does come through. Totally. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was going to say something else and I lost it. Christy Sorry, came back and ruined our flow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the damn dog starting to bark to come in oh, and no. out. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask Lindsay where else we can see your work because I know you write other places mm. other than Medium. Um, right now I'm just on Substack. So it's my Substack is actually called It's Just Foam. I just uh took my publication name and made it into a Substack newsletter. Oh, nice. And so I I but I only like send out newsletters like once a week on Substack. Yeah. And I got it, it this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like, so I, I did have, like, a page on Medium that I was um, 
or I'm not on Medium, on Facebook that I was publishing to like all the time. But now I'm deactivated Facebook, so I don't really have anything on other networks. I did have a Patreon too, and then I decided that's way too much work, so I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, that's it. I think a lot of this stuff is just a lot of maintenance. That's you exactly really it. have like, to keep up with it. I think that my biggest toxic trait as a writer is that I start so many things that I have no intention of ever finishing. <laughs> like, I identify. Like, I will, yeah, Christy. like I'll do it for like a couple weeks or like a couple months if I'm really going hard at it. But then I'm like, no. And then I'll just drop off the face of the planet. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, where are you? Oh my God, that's so me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chrissy, we should be best friends. We sound so similar. I just say I love all the ideas, and then it's just finishing them. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't feel like doing it anymore. I know that's exactly how I am. Yeah, I'm all or nothing. So it's like I'm either all in, or if I'm starting to not care so much, then it's bye bye. Yeah, I just Drop find off. if it's just taking up too much of my time that I'm like, this is getting too difficult. I'm done mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious where else we could see your work because we're trying to we're trying to promote you to our listener. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Wait, Probably she's our listener. Is like the best place, but or yeah, maybe my LRB is our, our listener. We've had like seven or eight people on the show. We have to have seven or eight listeners by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I think that's, so. That's all we can ask for. We don't really care. We're just <laughs> we're just here to have fun. But that's the whole thing, though. I love that that's what you guys are all about, though. It's ah, just having it. fun and doing your yeah. thing, you know? It I definitely I... takes a lot of pressure off as a guest on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had several people on that haven't really done a podcast before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's not it's not a podcast. It's just a phone call. It's just a conversation. I love it. And I I really like that we've we've gotten to know people better because of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I I don't really give a shit about anything else. I just want to know people because I think people have the most amazing and interesting stories to tell. Yeah. I think that's the funnest thing too, is just sharing stories, you know, cause like yeah. just having that like connection, that little bit deeper connection. Yeah. Cause we all like read each other's work on medium or wherever. Right. But like right. when you're actually talking, you get that like just slightly deeper connection from, you, you know, you do. Home. I mean, but we are writers, so we bear our souls in our writing for sure. That's yeah, definitely. But there's definitely, I, I, I talk about this with a couple of friends that are not writers, but we all say all the time, um, like, I don't, I don't want to have small talk with anyone. Like when I go to a, to a work thing or an office and I have to have small talk, I want to blow yeah. my fucking brains out because I don't care about the weather. I don't need to talk to you about that. I want to actually know you as a person. I want to yeah. know what makes you tick, what keeps you up at night, what gives you nightmares. <laughs> like those are the totally. things that make us human. Those are the things I want to talk about. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I find that with my writing, like I'm still kind of um, like I I do 
bare my soul on the page. But like, I also have like this, I think maybe it's because I'm a humor writer. I have this, um, I guess, writing persona. So I'm not exactly the same on paper as I am like just talking and well, in real life. You know? So that's a thing because when I started therapy um, with uh, one therapist, maybe a little about a year and a half ago, something like that, instead of writing to her and stuff in between meetings, she made me do audio recordings and send them to her. Oh, really? Because yeah. it's more live yeah. data because when you're writing you know that you can shape how and you it comes can out edit it, right you like can edit the exactly shit out of it, it. you can't really edit this it's just it's pretty no, raw that's exactly it i think that's one of the reasons i was nervous to do this because i'm like oh i'm so funny on paper <laughs> no christy and i before we started the show we started kind of practicing by sending yeah. each other audio recordings of yeah. like just like Nothing. She goes to take the dogs for a walk in the morning and she just she does like a monologue and then I'll send her one when I'm driving to work. And it really yeah. kind of loosened us up for yeah. something like this, totally. in addition to make us closer as friends. But you know, we got to really know one another because of that. Yeah, definitely. But I like this format because people don't identify with things or topics. They they identify with other people. So in hearing the stories yeah. of other people, whether they're famous people or not, just other people, I think that makes our show, I like to think that makes our show more engaging. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think that it's like, that's, I think that's so huge. And I think that that's why um, personal stories do so well on Medium is because people do like to read those stories that are just a little like snapshot of somebody's life right mm -hmm. because you're like oh i'm not alone in that yeah you know and because we can all like get that um similarity out of those stories right like we yeah. can be like oh yeah that totally is me you know the yep. i just read something like this the other day and i know we're starting to run out of time but um it was about how it's kind of ironic but the most Personal things about us are the things that we have most in common or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember what it was, mm. but we we hesitate to share those most, most personal things yeah. because we're afraid. But those are the thing that make, make us unique. And those are the things that we have in common with everybody. Definitely. God, I love it's that. It's kind of ironic. It's so true. And I think that that's when my writing started like getting more popular when I realized that, that I was like, oh, if you share those kind of moments, people are going to connect with that. And that's like people like that, you know? And so like, I think that that's, I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to just do it. I'm going for gold here. Right. And then so you I wrote a sharing. story about clogging the toilet with exactly. somebody knocking on your door. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is brilliant because that shit kind of happens to everybody. Totally. <laughs> and like, that's exactly it. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to run out of time. Yep. Um, but LRB, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on with us. It was no awesome. Problem. So much fun. We'll talk to you soon and get some follow up so you can send us some pictures and some stuff and uh, a link to your sub stack and whatever so we can put 
get you some uh, like two or three more listeners or subscribers. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. All thank right. you. Okay. Talk later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Unfocused Writer. For show notes and extras, visit theunfocusedwriter.com. Production and post-production provided by The Tranquil Tavern. Until next time, stay focused.